Gotta remember to tell you when we're going to Georgia. Well, Gotta remember. We could do that now. Well, you sent me a, a... either either I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, or... you sent me a screenshot. So it's right here. You can uh, look at. Uh, it... Let me this... see if it's still the same. Yeah, it's still the same. All right, cool. So we'll leave September eighteenth. Uh, arrive. In North Georgia, September 19th, filming Thursday. We have a free day on the 21st and then two days drive back home. All right. So you approve of this? I do. Okay. So all future Brian has to do is now book hotels and then we're good for that. Uh, So we're heading uh, to North Georgia next month uh, to do some filming with Do It With Dan, who I haven't heard from in a long time. We never met in person. He's got some sort of interview going on at, at uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park. And, oh, the actual Team Ryan. Hello. Can't stick around. Fun to see you guys. Always podcasting regularly again. Yeah, we're trying to make it a thing. I have a huge Amazon order, which your money's going toward, uh, for a bunch of stuff over there in the other room that'll be the new studio. Um with like lighting and everything so we don't look all bleached out like kind of <laughs> how i look now um because it's just like the the windows and like an overhead light so we'll have real studio lighting we'll be sitting down instead of just here at this table which will also open up my living room to do stuff other than just podcasts because when people come over there's really nothing to do like this is the space in the house that's the living room and half of it's just podcast stuff whereas the computer room that was the dining room yeah. Uh, over there just has my computer and an old piano in it that's out of tune and that's it um so yeah uh but next month so i'm not going to order the stuff until after we get back from georgia because it's like we have a week of doing stuff and then a week of being home and then a week of stuff and with a big amazon order stuff will come in piecemeal and i want to be here for all of it ah yeah that makes sense and the big thing is the chairs so i've got some ikea chairs but this saturday there's like a community yard sale that i just saw there was a flyer for it at the post office uh, i mean coffee shop and but that's before we're filming on saturday so i want to take a look around town and see if like hey is there someone getting rid of like a decent chair um actually let me check the calendar and see something real quick mm. oh that's gonna be a good one the sock monkey Says, oh, yeah, and Ben McElwee wants to come out for that. I was just about to say, the, I, I'm rocking the Ben McElwee. Yeah. I feel like a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I just it's told, high and tight. Yeah, because I have a wedding on Friday to go mm. to. Um, I'm just the plus one, so it's okay. not really like immediate family. But it is going to be cool, and I like, I don't know. like I, My girlfriend's kind of over weddings, I think, in terms of uh, attending them. Yeah. Um, but... I'm kind of in a space where I always kind of like weddings. They're just, I mean, I don't get all emotional or anything. I just mm-hmm. kind of like being fed. Nice. And, yeah. And friggin', uh, you but know. It's like, it's like, yeah, you're getting a free meal, but you got to wear uncomfortable clothes. Yeah. I took my suit to the dry cleaners. And so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want me to raise that up some? A little. Yeah. All right. I keep moving this around to, uh, my mouth is because i know that like i tend to speak maybe a little this is the one that you loosen it you loosen it all the way and it's still tight yeah so i think this is the one where i you can take the nut off completely 
Like there it is. It's off, and it's still you got to grab it with two hands. Damn. I think I, this is the one from Guitar Center. Ooh. Yeah, this thing's stuck. All right. Uh, I think that should probably be good. Um, no, I, I literally did nothing. Oh. <laughs> this thing's gonna this thing's gonna give out, and it's gonna be really it's gonna be violent when it lets go. Jammed in there, like all things. What do I need? A fucking vice grip. Yeah, this is all going to be really fun to edit tomorrow. What? <laughs> Trying to be cool. I've got my house vice grips and I got my garage vice grips. That's how you know you've reached adulthood. You have two sets of vice grips. And I should know, like every single repair, you might as well just go get the vice grips because that's what. See, there you go. Look at that. Ultimately, you can struggle, struggle, struggle with whatever you're fixing. That'd be freaking Strugs McGee over here trying to make that happen. Whereas the vice grips, man, it's like Jaws of Life. I think that's literally what the Jaws of Life are, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that they're, uh, they're, uh, oh, it's not that one, it's this one is uh some pneumatic yeah you're right pneumatic like vice grips with like some cutter in it yeah i'm probably gonna edit all, right. all this out when we go up there on uh spotify tomorrow right. or when it goes up on spotify unless people kind of love the it's almost like a running bit of just the setup of the yeah, podcast you, yeah you watch other people with podcasts like how is something fucked up on every single podcast <laughs> and now you you don't get it right you know listening to classic come town something's messed up with the board all the time yeah and it's like i don't know it's murphy's law it's what it happens yeah, uh, the sock monkey says hi guys the sock monkey also says australia is an elaborate hoax you know right now you're not wrong because what do we need like the there's that meme like you go to the uh, DMV and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you forgot to bring the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what Australia wants from Americans right now. So we're very, very generous from when we're going. They want, they uh, want to they, see the booster needle sticking in, in your you. Arm. Yeah. yeah. They Just, want you to have like, uh, they need Brad Williams dressed up as a doctor popping out of a suitcase with like two thumbs up <laughs> that says he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Just, um, yeah. mobile doctor. That's like a bit. <laughs> that is um, a bit. So I'm still getting hammered with taxes because RCR did so well during the pandemic and we had so little expenses that uh every quarterly it's like i'm buying a car like four times a, a year basically um, same <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so i have to remember like hey i started thinking yesterday because like my quarterlies are due next month and uh i'm like oh yeah well, i think we can swing australia and i forgot to factor in quarterlies yeah. and i forgot to factor in the end of taxes it's like nope it's not happening no not happening. yeah uh, maybe 2023 
and like late 2023 if it would be like october what do you mean um, 2024 Ooh, that's right because we were talking yeah. about escaping the 2024 election yeah doing mail-in ballots yeah. and then fucking off leaving the country yeah they're and just like making be... sure and i don't want to be on a plane when when the winner is announced i want to be a week into australia so we're like we're busy filming and the election is on the other side of the planet it just goes away Kind of like when the Eagles were at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> the same thing of literally it's the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And we're like super Pennsylvanian and we're just not there for any of it. And we're listening on the police scanner app of just listen. We have a, someone climbing a, a, a lighting structure to reach the top of a restaurant on, <laughs> you know, Gerard Boulevard or, or whatever. You know, there were people greasing poles with Crisco and yeah. just general debauchery because it's just, you know. There is a man dressed as a giraffe falling off a unicycle. <laughs> There's a guy with a power wash uh, or power wash wand up his ass <laughs> yeah. water coming out of his mouth <laughs> he is he is delivered or he's doing powered flight off of this wash gun a man found a way to have anal sex with a calzone <laughs> he found the only in philadelphia Boris, hello, Boris says, have an enema performed while you wait at Kunkelman Chevrolet Buick ZMC Honda Suzuki Vessel. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because with uh, Kunkelman Chevrolet, I love the ongoing idea that it becomes more and more like a cult with each mm -hmm. one. Like it, the, I, the last time I think we saw Kunkelman Chevrolet was when we did the announcement of Zazzle merch video. So if you just look up regular cars, new merch, there's like a whole compliment. And it's like my favorite, one of my favorite skits that we've done, because mm -hmm. it's just we're riffing and doing whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the video, it's like we now have and I'm saying what kind of cars we have or no, I'm saying we have merch, but I'm also in the the text reads something different. Like we have your soul, you know, stop pronouncing Reese's as Reese's, mm -hmm. those types of things. But it's generally becoming more and more cult like to where Yes, we're monitoring you. We know where you live. We know you have money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we we're just you know it's this thing of the your children are beautiful. <laughs> we can see them from here. Yeah, yeah. We know what. Oh, we know what grades we grades they're in. We know what bus they take. Early dismissal from school today. <laughs> Funny. Do you your kids like bus twenty <laughs> one? Yeah. Oh, I know what is on the lunch menu. I don't know. But it's just a thing where with Kunkelman Chevrolet, I just find it as the more sinister and insistent it becomes, the funnier yeah. to me anyway, just because I feel like there are a lot of dealerships like that where they are very persistent, but in a way where like, strangely enough, I took my nephew to the community pool yesterday just because, you know, pool day, uh -huh. nice day for it. But uh, there was an out in Kia ad on the radio. Ah. They're just like, come on down to Hamburg. We're going to visit out in Kia. Out in Kia. We have 12 cars on our lot. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about the cars. Sportages and one like Santa Fe. They're like, get the new Kia. I'm like, I know for a fact you, you cannot. at that dealer. You can't get the new Kia. Bob out and Bob. But it's just something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just car dealership ads are just hilarious to me and i know that big bill hells is still the gold standard yeah but it's always going to be chasing that dragon uh we'll get to super chats in a minute <sighs> um we're we talking about australia so i saw uh, a super chat go by we'll get to it 
about how someone lives in Australia. Yeah, like even if I save up for another year, we're still going to need help with housing. So um, the idea of paying for a hotel for what at, it will be there at least two weeks because I'm I'm getting my money's worth out of those plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't have uh, camshaft software paying for shit. Oh, yeah. And um, although Andrew Lamb's going to be in the U.S. this month, so hmm. he his girlfriend lives in Chicago, so he's going to be here. Definitely have him on the podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, he said, you should come out here and visit us in Illinois. And I'm like, you should come to Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's stuff here. There's we, stuff. We can go to Philly. There's we stuff. can get a bus. We can go to New York City. Um, there's mid I've had my fill of Midwest. If I'm going to Midwest, I'm going to Adler the Eagle's house and doing fun gay stuff. And then, but the rest of Midwest, it's like, huh. Yeah. I, I, uh, I just generally find... With George, like I, I see calls for the weather. All right, oh. I'll, I'll give you the weather forecast before we leave. Yeah, but I do. Oh wait, yeah, I don't have to be anywhere till five. We're not going to podcast. On oh, the uh, the shuttle. Uh, no, this time uh, my aunt Cindy's home, and uh, I don't see her forever. Even though we're talking about all that stuff that she's into, but um, I love stories about your family because I find it so charmingly just like specific i suppose so, like the story of my family is a family in decline it's it's uh, uh well this is my myopic vision of it because you know you come from uh i i forget yeah it was on the father's side they were they were they were the more recent german immigrants uh yeah the father's side was was uh barbarians and then the mother's side, also Germans, but they were they were like the entrepreneurial business people. Like they were well to do when they arrived and they they were in Allentown for like a long time. Hmm. I don't know how many generations. So um, they weren't riding the immigrant struggle bus when they get here. Like they ah. had a plan. Yeah. Uh, the father's side, the real rider's side. Now, those are the barbarians. They just came here with, you know, two steins of beer ready to party. So, yeah, make it um, happen. And they're like, whatever happens, happens. They, they were said Bavarians or barbarians. Bavarians <laughs> or barbarians. Yeah, yeah right. Um, um, but so they had, um, you know, when their powers combined, they, they, they built a factory. And so, like, my grandparents were old money. Um, so this was like, it was, it wasn't daddy warbucks but it was like hey you know greatest generation came back from the war and everything uh did well with investing but since then if there is a theme to how i interpret my parents and the extended family at least here in pennsylvania was all of them are trying to win the approval of a patriarch who is six feet in the ground mm. and i've been trying to do that for the past two decades so and and some of that comes from you know from I, I I only have like childhood memories of my grandfather when I was single digits, um, and here's where things get dark. But you know we'll cover it. Uh, my grandfather put a gun in his mouth in, in twenty in or, uh, in 1990. He you know had he was diagnosed with cancer in the 80s where you know that's like freaking Freddie Mercury. That's like you're done. Yeah, you're done. And he didn't, his doctor said, look, here's just, you just take all of this pills and you'll just go in your sleep because yeah. he was in pain all the time. 
but you know, he was a World War II bomber pilot and he wanted, he didn't trust the pills, but what he did trust was Smith and Wesson. So, Ooh. uh, he ate a 38 and it was my aunt, not the aunt I'm having lunch with, but the other one, it was her. I mean, he did it when everybody's home. That's rough. So that fucked up the family pretty damn good. And, you know, they had to clean up the mess. Imagine cleaning up your father's That's the brains. Thing. Like, I always assume that there's some sort of, like, the equivalent of a crime scene tech when it's not a crime who comes and does all that. And there's really not. It's the family who's got to yeah. do all of that. And that's just so grim. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's PTSD on the whole family. So, and without like, no one really sought therapy to like work it over, work themselves over. So, you know, they just bicker with each other. Now they're all, the whole family is pretty, pretty good uh, business acumen with the exception of my uncle Jim. So, you know, he's like a bum now. Like, I think I saw him like the other day in like town over, like he is totally almost like a Hertzwood character from C. Oh, from Sister Carrie. Sister Carrie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my uncle, uh, his last big-time job, and this is how much he's been, like, drifting through life, his biggest career was uh, a crew member on Eastern Airlines. Huh. That is... Yeah, that's going back That there. is going way back there. So, yeah. Uncle Jim, like, Grandpa paid for him and Dad both to go to freaking West Point. So you know, military academy. And when uncle Jim didn't like enter service after that, he just like fucked off. And then, you know, he had like a Mustang or something. Or I don't know what, um, Oh, the really nice one. That well, was... no Mustang two style. That was, oh, that was right. yeah. <laughs> so the story I got, like he just sort of bombed around and then spent money. And eventually he just became a crew member for Eastern and, uh, my dad told him like when they when when like the when like uh, there were uh, strikes and union strikes like in the early 80s or something, he crossed the picket line. He's like, fuck you guys. I need money. Yeah. And it was like, boo. boo yeah. Freaking yelling scab at him. But, you know, Uncle Jim just looked out for himself. That's it. You know, there was, and he, he lived a life of pleasure. And then he had two strokes like, at, like right before RCR started or as it was starting. And, you know, now he can't speak. Um, he no longer recognizes his brother, my dad's face. So he was the Disney World uncle. Oh, yeah. Disney yeah. World uncle. Yeah. 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 All he wants to do is just retreat to a very childlike state. Like you could almost like uh, he he always had sort of the emotional maturity of Chris Chan. Ah. So and he probably had some sort of mental issue um, that predates uh grandpa's suicide so he just did what felt good you know drank ate and when you're a kid he's fun like yeah. the fucked up relative kicks ass yeah he would give me I, re I remember when i turned 21 his presence uncle jim's presence for me ever since i turned 21 like um his christmas present was always a quart of yingling lager with a $20 bill rubber banded around it. <laughs> That's badass. I mean, it's... <laughs> and when you're 20, it's like, fuck not. I yeah, know, it's $20 for more of that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like, and he's probably planning his next Disney World trip at the time. And that's all he wanted. Yeah. He just wanted it like to, to regress into childhood. Now, yeah. now, 
I'm not immune from that because my whole thing is that I spent my entire teens and twenties and essentially most of my thirties, like in the closet. So now I'm out, I'm 40 years old. No, no, I'm 41. So the whole thing with hanging out with furries is that's me trying to recapture a little bit of my fuckable years ah, yeah. in the twenties. So not that I'm having promiscuous sex. It's just being in sort of that carefree environment yeah. is, is liberating in a very tourist way. Yeah. And you're being able to allow yourself the freedom of something that you didn't allow yourself before. And by the same token, I think it's something that, you know, people recapture their youth in different ways. For me, recapturing my youth is a freaking, I don't know. I find really dumb things comforting. So for instance, one of my favorite places in the world, and I'm not kidding, is being in a fast food drive-thru. Huh? Like, n even if I'm not getting anything, just being in the drive-thru, like sitting in the line as it's going around, it's just a weirdly comforting thing because it takes me back to a different headspace where, you know, that was a treat, I guess, because it's different from when you're, you know, whatever you you expect that like you're going to have dinner at home and instead you're getting drive-thru and, or takeout, whatever. And it's just, you know, you're in there, you're listening to the radio, you're listening to, or sometimes if it's like early morning before school, you're listening to the, you know, radio where they're talking about all the different things of the day. And maybe they're talking about something interesting. Maybe they have a movie review that you want to listen to. And it's just, you're going around the carousel of commerce for lack of a better term. And you end up feeling a certain safety in commerce. Like that's my thing of like, I feel a certain amount of safety in commerce. That's why all the, uh, the Christmas music videos are kind of filmed in and around the King of Prussia mall and all mm -hmm. the different things that, that it's kind of, I have these traditions and most of them involve, even if I'm not getting anything, just being around in sort of areas of commerce. Do you remember when there was the arcade on the second floor of the Berkshire mall? Yeah. Aladdin's yeah. palace. Hell yeah. Yeah. And they used to have a crazy taxi. They had this, um, balloon or not balloon it was like a, a gliding you had a glider but it also was a pedal bike and you had and it had a wind machine that would blow it into your face and it was kind of like Is that was was that during like the ddr era where arcade cabins got huge or was that like yeah, yeah. and and after that game went away they replaced it with a ddr like game where instead of your legs and feet you're using your arms to kind of like match everything okay. and uh so it's it was just very odd uh, place, but wonderfully odd place. And um, the uh, the the they had the Star Wars our original trilogy arcade game with a little yoke that you can use for lightsaber duels. It was great, mm -hmm. but um, the game is Pilot Wings. Yes, I knew the word Wings was in there somewhere, so thank you for that. Um, but yeah, late '90s, early 2000s, I lived there for mm -hmm. a very long time. Um, and part of it was because it was right next to the top floor where the Bonton was, which is another place that I had a weird sense of comfort going in. Yeah. It's Listen just into the Bonton where time stops. It's like, even as a kid, I knew it wasn't quite on the level of Boscov's. <laughs> um, but going to the Berkshire mall for me was a big deal. Cause like, yo, they got two floors. They got two floors. Two, two floors. floors. Do you know how much shopping you get done in two floors? They have a whole floor. That's just they the food court. Elevator. 
I, that's when I was a little kid. I was scared of the elevator going down because I thought it would crash. Yeah. Now this is like really little. So all I wanted to do was ride the escalator up. And then when you're up, well, you're at the other, the, the escalator dumps you out at the far end of the food court. So you got to turn around to get to the elevator. Go back they down. ended up, they ended up reversing the, which ones went up and which ones went down for that. I don't know if it was for that really? reason, but it used to be that when you came into the mall, you had to walk around like the escalator that was facing the entrance to the mall was the down escalator. And I guess mm -hmm. they figured that's because people are going to the food court and then leaving when really it's people are going to the food court when they get there. So they ended up switching it around. So you didn't have to walk around uh. to get to the food court, uh, the up escalator. But it's weird because, you know, so much of that mall is built around those three anchor points. You had the Boscovs, you had the Sears and you had the Bonton in mm -hmm, the middle mm -hmm. at either end. And really those are the only three places where you can like shit in peace. So uh, me as a mall rat in the nineties, well, it wasn't always a, a Boscovs in the nineties. I think it was like a Wanamaker's and then it was something else. But did you need your mom to get there because you lived in town? Could you take a bus there? No, I walked. I was, you walked? I was in great shape back then because I was walking everywhere and I had like a How big, long does it take to walk from like a half hour? Oh, really? That's it. Yeah. It's oh. not that well. I mean, from where I live, but that was before they made that bridge there by, by Viva, right? Or no, no, no. It was way. there. And then they closed it down to redo oh, the bridge because it was okay. classic Pennsylvania bridge filled with all kinds of mess. Uh. But, um, yeah, it was absolutely great. And you know, I would, What's weird is I would walk to the mall to go do more walking. But mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of like, that's a that's a Friday night. That's a Saturday night. That's great. And sometimes it's like a TV show where you run into like random characters as mm -hmm. you're going along. And then suddenly, yeah, throw a couple people. You got a crew going. Yeah. And then suddenly you're you're five people deep. <laughs> you're rolling around the, the Berkshire Mall. And then you lose half of them when you need to go stop and take a shit mm. somewhere. And you're like, well, you know, because I don't want to shit in the food court bathroom because then that's like, there's too much chaos, too high traffic area. But if you go to the, the Boscovs or the Sears or the Bonton, mm -hmm. those are much less traveled bathrooms and you can shit in peace. It's great. And, you know, uh, it's, it's just, ah, oh, man. Why am I? That's so weird that we may have passed each other briefly yeah. when I was working at that mall at the camera shop. Almost certainly. Uh, I cannot yeah. fathom. And I thought about that a lot of just like, wow like if you go back then you're like you wouldn't even know no and it's just so strange to me but yeah uh people asking if what's on the beer menu and the beer menu is seltzer water on i'm not counteracting the coffee i drank at the coffee shop and immediately have a beer afterwards i've learned my lesson can't do that anymore can't crossfade yeah my uh, uppers and downers <laughs> mm. uh, so let's get to these super chats super chats College radio can be summed up in two words. <laughs> College radio can be summed up in three words. Dead air, um, dead air. <laughs> yeah, I want to find that guy and said he's in Australia. Team Ryan, okay, we got hi, hi guys, Australia's a hoax. Boris says, have an enema performed while you wait at Kunkel. And we said that. Thank you, Boris. Imperator Zor says, uh, flying cars. 
The thing that 1950s thought would be the future, just imagine the worst drivers you know zipping around at 400 kilometers an hour on sky skyscrapers drunk. Yeah. Imagine like real sky rage. Like you're up there, people wanted a dog fight with each other, people figuring out how to dump bleach in their engines. <laughs> it was all like James May talked about like, like after he got his private pilot's license that there is just paperwork upon paperwork that you need when you have an airplane. Now, how would you combine the DMV with FAA regulations? Because uh, planes have something called TBO. It's time before overhaul. Hmm. So that they don't airplanes are not measured in miles. They're measured in hours, kind of like a dirt bike or a, a snowblower or a four wheeler, something that where the miles aren't really what matters. What matters is how many hours this thing's been on. So after so many hours, the engine needs to be overhauled, like replacing cylinder heads. Like the, the strictness of inspections for general aviation is something to the magnitude of 10 times what a car is. So buying a plane even now is not that expensive. You can still find $150,000 airplanes. But these things will cost you $20,000 a year hmm. just in maintenance. We haven't even got to the, got to the 100 octane low lead <laughs> ab gas at what? $6 a gallon. And these things burn how many gallons? Now, and gas mileage is measured in gallons per hour. No. How many gallons does this consume in an hour? And that's why they call going for lunch in an airplane the $100 hamburger. Because... <laughs> At bare minimum, every time that thing starts, it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, and thank you to Greg International, who's giving me free flying lessons, which I haven't taken him up on. I think even this year yet. Um, I even tried to hand him a hundred dollar bill for like everything, and he says, "No, no, don't worry about it." Good so, guy. Free ab gas and free instructions, and he signs my logbook. So, excellent. Yeah. I, um, I just find it funny that with Pennsylvania drivers, they wouldn't have the road to blame on it anymore. Yeah. It's like, man, these Pennsylvania skies are ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. uh, Senor Cheesy says, what, what's your opinion on food delivery gigs like Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, uh, I think they mean DoorDash. Oh. Uh, or delivery dudes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what are you double parking and a lot of four ways and a lot of knock it on sketchy houses? I mean, sometimes, I mean, I haven't used one. The only time I use one is if I'm visiting my sister in Jersey and I don't know where anything is. <laughs> and I'm just like, let me just order like a coffee from somewhere and have them bring it to me. Cause sometimes I'm like babysitting the kids and I can't go out and get one, right. but it's something where, uh, a lot of the time, yeah, it always is double park. I don't ever see anyone park like yeah. properly. And Granted, I would imagine like sometimes they have someone with them and, you know, sometimes like they're getting out of the car while the other person is who's driving is double, which I don't know if they're actually allowed to do, but I'm not entirely sure it matters one way or the other. Like I know surprisingly little and maybe it'd be a good second channel video of just like investigating what it all entails to be a food service delivery driver in a rideshare app type of thing. Tony Airlines did it when he had his beat. He would do DoorDash with his the Honda beat. beat. Yeah. I imagine it's not like Uber or Lyft where your car has to have, have a certain amount of like, 
it can't be older than X amount of years. Like they don't even care. I can't imagine yeah. they would care if he's using a Honda beat to deliver food, which is just hilarious to me because this like tiny thing would pull up yeah. this matchbox looking car. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have no opinion. I've never used it. Yeah. I, I mean, good on them. Bastard. So the idea of paying like $30 for a Big Mac is like weird to me. Yeah. It's the, the kick up that is, really where they get you on everything yeah. and i think for a lot of people it's the barrier of entry but for or for a lot of customers the barrier of entry but for a lot of the drivers i feel like that's a lot of the mm -hmm. impetus for doing it because if you have enough people who tip well i would imagine it's well actually are you even making the money back in terms I of because uh, can you write off those i would imagine you can write off the miles but like the gas Mm. I don't know. It's all weird, and I don't know. Um, Cameron asks, or Cameron says, thank you for the generous donation, by the way. Woohoo, RCR Aussie edition. I have a place in Wollongong. Thank you. Just south of Sydney. Obviously stunning. I'm currently in the United States. I just bought a 2013 Scion TC six-speed manual with one previous owner. Should I supercharge it? No. Hmm. No, that's that's... That's a glorified Camry. No. Um, are you going to blow it up? I mean, those are just commuter engines. You put forced induction on them. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Unless they're secretly black tops. Are they a 2ZZ? They're they a 1Z engine? Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. I... Let me find the, out. The the TC never struck me as anything special when Ben Wright was uh, our intern. He loved the TC, and that was the video he did. He had a lot of fun driving that because he always wanted one of those things. I always looked at them as, you know, a warmed over family car that's two doors. It was too big. It was too big. It was too lumpy. It didn't really, it wasn't sharp handling. It was just all looks and no show it's one of my least favorite toyota products um look if 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 the car is disposable to you do whatever you ever you want but do whatever you want but if you have to rely on this vehicle to get around here in the u.s the answer is no just keep it how it is you want forced induction get a mazda speed three it but i guess that's maybe not special because a mazda speed is a, is a world citizen it appears to be a 2ar dash fe 2.5 liter in line four mm. So, no idea what the, or straight for sorry yeah. no, no same, thing. same but yeah but, i mean if you want to say straight for that means it's longitudinal <laughs> um which it's not so yeah cool uh the big thing with uh australia is trying to find someone hey can we stay at your house for like a week <laughs> well will we be cool? doing it a, a week at one person's house and a week at somebody else's yeah probably well hey so we should find with those people that you talk to, it's, uh, maybe somebody who like some brand that will put us up. I would imagine brands have housing look. Well, okay, maybe not. But if you find someone who will like underwrite it, like a like a a brand of some kind that's just kind of be like, oh, we're sponsoring this this yeah jig. Because I mean, we still have like another year and change yeah. presumably just say yes to brand endorsement deals and i can tell you right now when you see us hawking a product that means australia 
Yeah, we're we're getting the getting those numbers up. Yeah, uh, this is the nope. What? Yeah, you can talk about it. I mean, it's the video's coming out Monday, so yeah, oh, sure, you sure? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Because I don't have. They're to. gonna get a free read. Well, they want to get another free read anyway. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can say, hey, we got Manscaped. So. Oh yeah, we got some Manscaped stuff here. This box that uh, I can use on my didgeridoo. Um, let's see. Oh wow, this is very nice. Crop yeah, the only the only thing I took out of that was the nose hair trimmer because I need one. Everything else you can have. Oh, cool. Very nice. Uh oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that I, is I, already I charged up the trimmer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's very considerate. So yeah, your balls will thank you. <laughs> this is great. Got a trimmer, got deo ball deodorant. That's <laughs> great. Um, crop reviver. Um what is that? like pews i think they have two different types of deodorant in that box huh crop preserver oh it's anti-chafing there we go nice very nice so uh yeah this is all very good stuff and i have no idea what this is part of me is like open it there's a scissors in the jar by the router over there if you're right it's like another bag inside. Oh, of that it's, a, bag. it's a charging base, and then the plug. Oh, okay. I knew it was a little too jagged to be anything like a, I don't know, a ball buffer or something. Um, but no, this is very great. Thank you to Manscaped for working with us and sending this nice box of goodies that I actually will use because, um, I don't know, man, grooming. Oh yeah, there's also shampoo and. Yeah. And that's body wash. And a shirt. <laughs> that's pretty great. I'm very satisfied with all of this. Martin uh, with your Euro says, pass my driving test this weekend at age 37. Woohoo. Any European trips planned? No. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, no it, European trips planned. Yeah. Australia gets priority. I'm not even thinking about the UK or Western Europe at all. I never asked, why Australia? Because we went to New Zealand twice. <laughs> well, you so went to New Zealand twice. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But that's... But the, yeah, it was the second thing. Like, like people were saying, come on, you're going to New Zealand again. Yeah. You haven't come It's right yet. there. And, I'm like, and I right told there. people, like, fine, we'll do it. We'll do it. Mm. Um, but yeah. And also, no language barrier. That's another good point. And yeah. generally cool with Americans. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuxedo Runner says, are you doing reviews in Georgia? Yes, one. We have time for one review while we're there. I submitted my truck off the website. It's an Overland 4Runner. That's cool. But I want to do a Malays era boat if I can find one. <laughs> Ryan Vance says... Can I send more song lyric questions from obscure punk bands, or is that frowned upon? I, I probably won't know what the lyrics are, so I wouldn't oh, yeah, know how to help you. That was last week, yeah. We, we were looking up the song lyric meanings. I, I mean, if Dominic DeLillo was here. Uh, Dolio? DeLillo? DeLillo, I'm think. sorry. I'm well, I don't know that for sure. I'm guessing. Um, it's weird. I should really know my friend's last names, and yeah. I just don't. <laughs> uh, he would probably know, not me. Yeah. Senor Cheesy says regular cat reviews when? Well, we could talk, we could review the cat. 
at the coffee shop that the owner of the coffee shop found. Oh yeah, little, little like, kitty, little kitty, little, little kitty. It was trying to nurse on everything because it lost its mom. Everything's a titty. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a cat, but I leave the house so often that I can't have a pet. And I don't want to revolve my life around animals. Yeah, it's kind of the struggle. I don't even have house plants in here. Andrew Levado, thank you for a generous donation. I can't believe I finally caught your podcast live. I think your reviews are works of art. About once a week, the line, I heard Tommy Fenstermacher's mom is younger than he is. <laughs> Genius. I appreciate you guys. Thank yeah, you. Uh, that Tommy Fenstermacher, like rumors about Tommy Fenstermacher should come back. <laughs> yeah, it's just the idea that he's somebody who is essentially a college-age Chuck Norris, uh, except it has nothing to do with him being badass and everything to do with him being a somewhat weird anomaly yeah. of human existence. Just you know, your line. I heard he flunked home. <laughs> yeah. <Genius. laughs> oh, thank you. I heard he has to go to summer school for riding the bus. <laughs> <laughs> like he somehow rode the bus wrong. <laughs> I heard he has to have a chaperone for the bathroom. I heard, um, I heard he got prom canceled and he's homeschooled. <laughs> um, Monty Sport 94 uh, gambled on a 2000 Boxer S with a salvage title and haven't died or declared bankruptcy yet. Must have been nice. Houston, been watching since 14. Thank you. Okay. So good. You That's got great. A, you got a Porsche with an R title and it hasn't killed you or your bank account yet. Awesome. I sincerely hope you don't die. Yeah. Ever. Shia Poof says, what's the tire brand on the Niro? Oh, shoot. No idea. It's, it's just the ones that came with it. it just, it's just the OEMs, whatever. It's probably some like low rolling resistance, hard as shit tire. Bless you. Bless you again. Yeah, I... I uh saw two sobs out in the wild yesterday mm -hmm. including a 97x which is kind of that suv looking one okay i had never seen one before in my life is that the two-door oh i don't think um i mostly saw it from the back i kind of wanted to like chase it down and just be like hey i don't want to drive it or anything can i just like walk around your car and look at it for my own i don't want to say spank bank but nah. visual visual memory pleasure <laughs> uh frank castle says bathroom chaperones are an actual thing okay yeah they have them at the the flea market i go to every week Wait, for adults yeah uh he's just a guy hanging out in the bathroom he'll hand you a paper towel he has oh a little... an attendant oh okay. attendant all right i'm getting that confused i mean like 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 a kid can't handle going to the bathroom or is going to do shit while he's in there and has that. Oh yeah. That's we had this thing. one kid senior year. Uh, it was either senior year. Or yeah. Cause senior year it would have been cause I had Mr. Pekovich for homeroom and for sociology. And I think during senior year, like somewhere during my, uh, during my school career, which would go from like 89, it was like 88 to 
2000 or, or something, whatever is 12 years. And uh, for a while, it wasn't enough that they did differentiate differentiated instruction. Yeah, it was my fifth grade year. So I'd have to do the math to figure out what year that was. Um, you know, nine nineties something. So high freshman year, high school was 96. 95, 94, 93, 92. So, so 1992, they started integrating um, uh, special needs uh, or, you know, sometimes we call it the resource room kids um, into the regular classroom for a portion of the day. And that continued, I don't know if it continued in middle school or not. I can't remember because at that time in middle school, you're switching classes for every class. Um, but I remember senior year. So this would have been 99, 2000 where they had one and it was probably behavioral management yeah. resource where he had the student had a chaperone with them at all times. And we knew him as like the fu kid or the flip you off kid because that was his thing like he'd come into the like cafeteria and then just like this the entire time <laughs> and i think the chaperone had to carry his tray or else he'd throw it or something and i gotta keep those hands free for flipping people off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i think it was eventually he got sent to the iu um, which in, uh, at least in Pennsylvania, it's called the intermediate unit, which is a school specifically for that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's called in other States, but for a while they existed, uh, uh, at the traditional high school and don't know where I'm going with this story other than, uh, Chris Chan's trial was like a day ago or something like that. Oh, the trial itself. I last like sentencing or something. All right. Well, that, like there was a, there was something where he didn't have to be present for, and there's something coming up where he is. Cause um, when I saw, I think it, w there was a point where it kept getting pushed back and there are these letters that Chris dude, Chan is sending out from prison. Yeah. I read one of those that are those. super it's, incriminating. It's, it's almost like fan fiction and the more you read it, it's like, okay, this person is just detached from reality now. It was, yeah. And I started to think, you know, you know, as a former educator, how much resources really would have been needed, um, for CWC. Um, and was that person, <sighs> they had a driver's license. So they were, you could get them to perform some sort of task. Yes. And on the other hand, I was started to think about uh, Frederick Newton's channel about that Harvey Darger or whatever. Oh yeah. Henry yeah. Dar Darger. Yeah. Yeah. Who like a true outsider artist. Yes. And like, okay. Th and then long after his death, like the paintings, okay, this meant something Like there was some sort of artistic expression going on here. And I was drawing comparisons. I was doing this when I was making dinner. I was drawing comparison between CWC and Wesley Willis. 
Yes. But like Wesley Willis is a fucking legend. And because we had that conversation about Wesley Willis with Tom Clark when we were over there about how this is almost one of the most purest songs I've ever heard from a schizophrenic man talking about having a, having an episode on a Chicago bus. Yes. And it's Freak Out Hell Bus, I think, is my one of my favorite songs. And there is a sincerity to everything mm -hmm. that he's doing, Wesley Willis, yeah. to where that is sort of people were fans but they weren't following along in a schadenfreude kind of way no they're not in a like hey let's point and laugh at it i mean in some extent there's a let's laugh at the absurdity of a song about whooping batman's ass yeah. but <laughs> there's like but i don't feel like the internet culture surrounding him necessarily was as vindictive as as it is with cwc to no, where yeah wesley willis got on howard stern like he had difficulty expressing himself in words but when you put him down on a freaking keyboard what you got was unfiltered emotions about his own mental state like he was aware of his condition yeah and but through like this him playing a demo the weird thing about his song is that i, th I think at some point somebody told him that a good pop song is like three minutes and 18 seconds. And so now all the songs are three minutes of 18 sections with like a minute of nothing but that keyboard in the middle. <laughs> but then you could almost retcon that and said, well, that gives you time to reflect on his first two lyrics. Yeah. Like what it meant. And you know, the second lyric is coming and it's going to be amazing. So yeah. Cause yeah. and it almost works as a deconstruction of pop music of yeah. like, if you say this is what a pop of the ideal pop song is, well, then I'm going to give you the pop the ideal yeah. pop song and prove to you how fallacious that is. Yeah. And so, and yeah, that sense of honesty and sincerity in there is more, uh, what do you call it? Like it's more authentic than, mm, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but no. basically it's something where, you know, I don't know that you can recreate that no. without immediately exposing the artifice of what you're trying to recreate Yeah, because it came from a very dark, for lack of a better term, place. Yeah. Cause he it, talked about how he would have to like wear headphones on the bus and just play metal music to drown out the voices. Yeah. And so he, he loved music and making it was therapeutic for him and, uh, and a way for him to feel normal. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I got kicked out. His one song, I got kicked out of church. <laughs> I what is it? I, I got kicked out of church. I started screaming cocksucker, like motherfucker really loud. You know, it, um, it really is something. My mother smokes crack rocks. Yeah. Like it's, it's even almost weirder. like actualities, like early, early film. Like this is what's happening. Yeah. Observations yeah. or, or renderings of, a particular tableau that is not meant in a, in a, what do you call it? Like a poetic kind of way, mm -hmm. but in a literal, this is what happened yeah. kind of way. And there's a certain truth to that, but with CWC, there's, it's always been about commerce. It's always been about like the art that Chris Chan made was never about expression it was really about how can i make money off of this and it's something like the sonichu comic book they're all about monetizing some aspect of their life and or but or before but they were doing that before they were famous yes but 
it's something where they spent a lot of the time trying to get this turned into something. Right. So that they weren't creating know, art for artists' sake. Yeah. For art's sake. I mean, it might have started out that way, maybe, but even then, it's not for its own sake. It's mm -hmm. towards the end goal of monetizing it in and some way. You can't way. separate like the narcissistic element of it and and maybe you can view the tableau of their life as no, I'm trying to separate Schadenfreude with it. And I don't think you can, you can't. And that's no. the only reason people want to see how depraved it gets. And it got to the point where once this saga came out of the harm Chris Chan did to Barb, uh, mother Barb, mm -hmm. um, it became something that almost became too depraved to well i mean it had been that way for a long time before that let's be real this yeah, was it's someone, like it's like real life bojack horseman yeah it's it's gets what except like bojack horseman is funny like and, <laughs> and it has moments of genuine comedy yeah. i don't know that there's anything actually funny about chris chan it, like even in a cringy way that yeah, sense of like cringing the failure of this is like is it a will we eventually in like 20 years view it as this is the failure of the, of the state it's a combination it's yeah, it's, it's so many things so many layers it's this venn diagram of how nature and nurture coalesce around one person and how the perfect failure of nature and nurture kind of yeah because you know it was chris chan's nature in the sense that i mean they had no control over acquiring the mental uh problems that they faced mm -hmm. um but by the same token when both your parents are narcissists and yeah they you know it's born of a thing where a lot of the times people realize you know chris chan's mother married her husband because she wanted a house or that's the really? general that's, that's, yeah. implication uh. and you know he was a much older man when he you know, conceived Chris Chan. And, you know, there's all those studies about how the older you are, a man, the older a man yeah, is more yeah. likely the child's going to have problems in that regard. But, um, yeah, I, I just, it's very rough and very horrifying. And those letters that Chris Chan sent from prison pretty much dig a yeah, severe like word salad. Yes. The, it's very strange because now Chris Chan's at the point where, they're calling they, themselves Jesus Christ. Now. Essentially, they yeah. they are affixing a, 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 a godhood to their personality, which is just bizarre to me because I'm like, if you're a god, you wouldn't be in this position. But ideally, it's that's not something that I think there is no awareness. Not that there ever really was, but I mean, any hope of awareness. It's the best that you can strive for is lucidity. Yeah but you're never going to get a sense of awareness and acknowledgement of wrongdoing. That's just not possible in this situation. I don't right. think. Um, so yeah. Who is that? Uh, um, it's not over, man. They're going to be in the spotlight for, well, never say forever, but yeah, you keep going round and round. Is there someone else in history who is close to this? Like a walking walking entertainment a tragic walking entertainment someone who we will watch 
endure hardship again and again almost like who's who's the greek figure who gets their liver eaten out over again? oh um oh P, uh, prometheus maybe yeah or um but i mean honestly and this is a weird comparison kind of makes me think of bam margera in the sense oh, that yeah bad things are always happening to bam and he has the capacity to say hey i want to get help but and he's had tons of people in his former like circle yeah, and steve-o got clean steve-o was able to yeah get and, his act together but. and both like steve-o and johnny knoxville were just like yo you if you need we will literally drop everything we're doing if you say you need help and you're serious about getting help like we'll cover it we'll do the whole thing but there got to a point where like he was just not wanting to get the help and it was compromising that that's kind of why he couldn't be in jackass four mm -hmm. it's that you're compromising steve's sobriety yeah. by being there you're compromising yeah. the safety of other people and it's, it's something where you can't separate what made him famous with what's arguably continuing to keep him unwell yeah so it's difficult and you know i feel like a lot of people in my area around where i live all have like it's the same way like we all have a taylor swift story a lot of people have like a bam margera story and i got mine yeah so it's just i'm saving it for the adam free yeah <laughs> uh i don't know uh nick mullen asked for a bunch of topics because he's trying to make it structured yeah and that was one of my i got my bam story so i can there save you go for that there you um, go uh, I got to pee and we'll get more of these. Uh... Uh, I also have to pee. So if you want to save water, don't flush and then I'll pee on your pee. I don't, I don't pay. I don't have a water bill here. Oh, all right. Yeah. Greg takes care of the water. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to redo these uh, monetizations and I'll get right back to it. All right, cool. And uh, let's see the, uh, I will do uh brief which is the death of any radio show but i'll still do a what's in the news type thing while you're taking okay. a pee um wait i there we go so, so yeah basically all right screw the news let's talk power wash simulator i know i've been on it for the past like three podcasts but i really have deepened my focus and obsession with this video game to the point where I kind of want to get a power washing wand and go about it in real life. I mean, I just got done cleaning a giant boot shaped house that was going to be turned into a school and it delivers a benign sense of accomplishment to where you get, okay. It's just a video game where you go around power washing things clean and you know, it's, there's nothing more difficult to it than that. There is no sense of skill or sense of difficulty. You know, you can use as much. I think the only limitation is on how much soap you can use, but, and yeah, there are challenge modes that will limit the amount of soap and give you a timer. And it sounds like Brian farted, but I can't entirely tell, but you can essentially do all that kind of stuff. And now I'm going down the rabbit hole of, simulators because now it's almost more interesting than real life in some regards which i know reads as a comment of how sad a person's life has to be but no i have a great life don't get me wrong i will 
play Power Watch Simulator with my girlfriend and put on Let Me Know videos or Nexpo videos and just listen to those. And it's great. But now up next, I kind of want to tackle like Car Mechanic Simulator because I feel like there's a lot to learn doing that. And I hear great things about it. And, you know. You want any uh, peanut butter cookies? Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks. I am stuffed. So now that you are back mm -hmm. and I've bored everyone to tears with Power Wash Simulator talk, I really think you would enjoy Power Wash Simulator. Mm -hmm. I think it's on Steam. But uh, I will go take my bathroom break. I'll try Power Wash Simulator at someone else's house <laughs> before I spend money on a video game called Power Wash Simulator. And watch me like it a lot. Yeah. Paul Unisat says, hello from Wisconsin. I get naked to poop. As do I. Only in the summertime, though, and the wintertime. Sugar Fett says, uh, I have a 2017 Mustang. That's a V6. Got it two months ago. I'm finally unique, just like everybody else. Hopefully, the manual transmission doesn't crap out too soon. Ah, you'll be fine. If it's, a, if, it's, if it's a 6MT, you'll be fine. Or 5MT or 6MT. You'll be fine. Have fun. Shift a lot and enjoy yourself. Andrew Palmer. Happy to see you all. Curious what your thoughts were on the Hyundai and Vision 74. And then just where Hyundai is now as a car company compared with the past. I love the Vision 74. Please make it. I don't care that it's it's hydrogen. Make a limited amount. Someone will buy them. It's, uh, as Matt Farah said, it's like the greatest hits of uh, Gizarro, or is it? Pininfarina or whoever designed the uh, the DeLorean, was it Cesaro? It was the greatest hits of the late, late 70s and 80s. It's a fantastic shape. Yes, it's not going to be as aerodynamic as uh, the Iconic 6, but I don't give a shit. Look at it. It's fantastic. Yes, that's what we want. I love it. Would I buy one? No. I don't have the money to buy one. But I hope that there'll be room with electric cars in the future where the entire point of the car is beauty. And that's it. And that's something that is not really being done right now. We are in a transitional phase. Most vehicles are crossovers. Like in the 70s, a lot of sedans, a lot of personal luxury cars. Um, not that there wasn't beauty in the 70s, obviously, because you're being a car called Vision 74. Um, but the idea of making a electric car with uh, mediocre range, but fantastic looks, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Especially how honest it is, the Vision 74. This is a car made to look good, and that's all it does. Yeah. Is there are faster stuff? There are stuff with more range. This is made to look good. I'm like it's here you know to be what? attractive. Uh, Andrew Palmer. Oh, that's Vision seventy four. So it's only one. Uh, the nameless Ranger fan says, "Have you guys ever considered moving to Philly?" No, no. I no. live close enough to Philly <laughs> as no. it is now. So uh, there really is nothing there that's any more here than here the only upside to moving closer to philly is i'm guess i'm closer to the airport <laughs> or the beach closer to a means of escape yeah right yeah 
It's, well, no, I'm not moving down to the main line. I'm not moving to Chester. I'm not moving anywhere. The closest I could see moving is like just south of, I don't know, Allentown. Yeah. Like within an exit of the Northeast extension. But all that really does is like shave off like 40 minutes to the airport. So whatever. Yeah, and yeah. since we're not flying a lot lately, I don't know. I still look at Zillow for the pornography. Yeah. Just... I like that some houses are coming back to earth a little bit. Although you're still buying like ranch houses for $280,000. So mm. it's like, nah. um, and my, and my ideal house has to have a three car garage. Ah. Um, I don't care about the house. I just want the garage. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't want a lot of land to mow. Um, and I don't like the, like the neighbors have to be non-existent. I don't want neighbors because I don't want, I don't mind oddball neighbors where I am now and there aren't any, but the thing, nice thing about renting a house is that if the neighborhood goes sideways, I only have to put up with it for 11 months and then I'm out of here. <laughs> like well, that's the end of my lease and I go somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something where I don't care about neighbors, but I can't have a homeowners association mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. would just drive me nuts there's of, none here, because there's no freedom in that. Um, there's no freedom in the, within the constraints of having a neighborhood that looks just so mm -hmm. that they're so vindictive about. And I'm sure there are people out there who will argue that a homeowner's association. Oh yeah. People who want is, power. Yeah. If you want power over stuff, there's a better, like be more successful in your life. I'll take care of that. Oh, we got one up here. Uh, Clay Ben Trees Jr. Thank you for the donation. Do you think the Dodge Diplomat is a good car? In terms of 2022? No. No. That is, at best, early Iacocca years, and at worst, pre-Iacocca years. Um, I think it's a nice funky malaise era blob that looks cool at car shows, especially if it's in good condition or as a rat rod with like big tires or some heap, then it's cool. But as far as good transportation, no, that's a terrible car in the same way that my Falcon was a terrible car. <laughs> it was great to drive around and have people compliment me. Uh, and feel safe at a gas station where there's like casual white supremacists hanging around, then yeah, that, that was a great car. But as far as a mode of transportation, no, quite terrible. So whatever takes question. You, any car that takes you farther away from white supremacists is a great car. Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine when we, Tommy says, imagine when we get to the point where running, a gasoline-powered engine is too expensive due to low resources such as oil and gas. It's a special occasion when using fossil. Like, it's a special occasion. Yeah. Oh, eventually. I mean, it's a limited resource. Eventually, you'll run out of crude oil. And we will adapt, as we always do. Um, it'd be an interesting, like, switch, switch into the infrastructure. People like this argument because, like, what about the end times? Like... Like all things, it will be a slow, slow, slow transition. 
Yeah. In the same way that you see all those, I like these videos that appear on YouTube where it's old colorized footage of like stuff from the turn of the century. Yeah. Where you have cars mixed with buggies, mixed with those like uh, street cars that are like driven by like overhead electricity or like a cable car. Yeah. You have uh, trains mixed with early gasoline engines. And they're all kind of just meandering about and we're not sure which is going to make it. And then it's just people are walking around and that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so right now, like we had a little bit of that, like in the teens when people were riding around on those bird scooters and lift lime or whatever, lime scooters. And I think everybody had like now I don't see those scooters anymore. No, I don't we haven't been either. traveling much, but yeah. Yeah. Now you can just buy them. I think. Can you on Amazon? Hmm. That wouldn't surprise me, actually. Now, Donna and Foster have them for just riding around. Um, yeah, so the transition away from fossil fuels will be so, so slow. Yeah, it'll um, be something where you, you'll you notice it's happening long before it happens. Yeah, I think the greatest revolution in transportation, at least in the Western Hemisphere, was from, and this is like pure Pennsylvania, but uh, the transition away from the uh, donkey pulled Erie Canal cart, like the barge <laughs> that would bring the coal down versus the trains. Yes. And I think at, or at least the stories told me, told to me in history class was that was uh, probably the most like cantankerous thing where you had people trying to sabotage the rails because you're taking jobs away uh. from the Erie, the good old Erie Canal <laughs> that, that little, isn't that one park down in Reading that has, still has locks left over? I think so. Yeah. We filmed and, there like once or twice. Yeah. And it's strange to me in the sense that you're essentially, no matter how far along you come in the evolution of industrialization, you're always going to have people who are resisting that change, but in a way that frames the narrative as though we these people are being denied this thing yeah in which case it's always jobs yeah. it's not you know about the efficacy of the resource or mm -hmm. the efficacy of the product being generated it's more about whether or not people have jobs and can maintain jobs mm -hmm. and you're taking away jobs and but not just taking away jobs you're taking away this job that has always been around and we deserve to have had that job forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just very strange. To You're me. taking power away from us. We mattered and now we don't. Like TV repairmen. Ah. And Maytag repairmen. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And people who cobble shoes. Oh, yeah. Bless A haberdasher. Ah. Come on down to the haberdashery. Mm hmm. Um, let's see. Ryan Smith guys tried to get into a Nissan rogue under 20 K. They don't exist. Ended up buying my dad's 08 Acura MDX with 78,000 miles. Did I make the right choice? Um, in comparison to, want? Oh, rogue? I tried to get into a Nissan rogue, terrible car <laughs> and they don't. Yeah. They're it was awful. Ended up buying an Acura MDX. Yes. You made the right choice. Yeah. Don't buy a Nissan unless you're buying something from the nineties or you're buying a Nissan leaf. I think a Nissan Leaf is the only Nissan you should be buying. 
he said touching his own face. I guess versions <laughs> of the Nissan Armada are okay, but I'm just taking that from Car Wizard. Um, Brian Sitzgard, hello. I haven't forgot about your thing that you wanted me to watch and give you notes on. Have you considered being an air traffic controller? No. You would have limitless vaporware material. I can do that anyway by just plugging my recorder into the headphone jack of this computer and letting this run at a low bit rate listening to uh, live ATC because <laughs> people stream air traffic controller chatter and I can just cut that up. In fact, I did it twice for regular and row or like there's a Mr. Regular channel, which now we don't care about anymore because nah. um, we're trying to make money. And I don't think I can really monetize. Well, I mean, is ATC public domain? I don't know. But I don't know. Even if it's not, you you are creating transformative content out of it. I it's, am, yes. So and I'm taking their stuff, slowing it down, putting filters on it, and adding free music on top of that. Yes. Creating more of a trance track with like people telling you to hold short bravo, turn mic bravo, you know, right. that. Um uh someone said the Nissan Frontier is a good truck. Okay. Well, that's a choice. Um, I mean, I say this while like my girlfriend drives a rogue, a 2017 rogue, but it is because a lot of the time it's about getting something that is reasonably close to the Mazda CX seven that she had already been driving. And it's kind of a good car for flea marketing, but I'm not thinking of it in terms of, you know, the, the enduring <laughs> durability of the Nissan or necessarily in terms of the enduring stylishness, but you know, could be worse, could be better, but it could be worse. Yeah. I'll keep sending you pictures of like used RAV4s. Yeah. <laughs> used RAV4s. Can't go wrong. But let's see. Uh, the guy who with the uh, or asking about the diplomat said, I had also thought about buying a 79 to 91 Ford Limited Crown Vic as my daily drive. 79 to 91. That's a big range. That is a big range. Okay. 70. Oh, you want one that still has a Windsor block in it? Mm. No. No. You want one with the two valve modular, later one. You don't want one of the old ones because this is coming from Car Wizard. And I agree that those, those Windsor blocks. They were very good engines before they started putting a whole bunch of accessories on them. Yeah. It's a it's an archaic design. The Windsor block goes back to 1962, Ooh. I believe, was the first year for the for the for the 260 block. Although the 260 block and the two, the 260 block 289, 302. I think I think they're all the same block. Maybe 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 the heads don't line up, but it's the same family. They're fantastic engines when all they're doing is running an AC pump, a water pump, and a power steering pump. Great. But now you add a lot of electrical stuff to it. Oh, and these were engines that were never meant to be smogged. That's what really livened up the Falcon when we took all the EC, like, because it came from like a, like an early 90s, uh, uh, Thunderbird, 
yeah. or something like a late model this is a late 302 block so once we got rid of all the environmental protection on that engine because <laughs> again it's going into a 1960s car it has to it all has to do is comply with emissions regulations from 1960 which doesn't exist yeah so do whatever you want with the engine um they run freaking fantastic but it's like It's like an old teacher that has to run by modern district standards and doesn't want to. Ah, yeah. All these extra, like, you got to log now stuff on your computer. It's like, I don't have time for this. Um, it's like asking Edward James Olmos, his character from Stand and Deliver, to teach in the 2000s when you had to teach to the test. Yeah. No, Windsor Block is is great when there's no emissions on it. And that's part of why some people get, oh, I'm going to take away all the EGR stuff and the engine will run better. It's like, hang on. These are modern engines. They're made to have all that stuff on there. They're made to run like that. They have fucking direct injection for Christ's sakes. Uh, the Windsor block originally was made to run with carburetor. Um, they do run very nice with fuel injection and, and you know, the 302s that are in those old Crown Vicks, yes, they do have fuel injection. Some of them, the old ones, may have just freaking throttle body injection, which is terrible. Um, except when it isn't. But for the most part, that engine likes a lot of fuel and it likes a lot of air. And they, they tried to make those old V8s fuel efficient, and there was no way. And then they made them real cheap and tried to bring the cost down. So, no. A, a Windsor block, you put GT40 heads on it. They, they run like a champ. Put any four barrel carburetor you want on it or like and if you buy a, a windsor block and it came fuel injected fucking keep it fuel injected don't revert back to carburation like i did it's it's never going to be fantastic or you're going to be fiddling with it forever yeah that's a good question the um start with 221 then board to 260 uh and then again 289 and then stroke to 302 gotcha uh the the weather that guy yeah they wanted weather okay. they wanted weather let's take it down a level let's take it down just a little take bit it down and get it ready for the weather forecast get that smooth going uh where's my levels get that smooth jazz not that nissan okay we're gonna up our mids big time you know what to do this correctly i'm gonna put cans on go for it hmm Flood salvage title Corvette buggy. Weird. You know, I don't know if uh, the guys from the Adam Friedland show have extra cans. So I'm going to bring these. Oh, all right. I wonder if he has enough mics. If so, if not, I'm going to bring mics as well. I'm going to. Probably the one upstairs. Or actually, no, I'll probably just bring this one. And I think I have some extra cable, so I don't know if his uh, if his mixer mixer uses a quarter inch or XLR. Okay, upping the mids, upping the mids. Here we go. Very nice. Max mid. Max mid. Should I go max mid and like no treble? <laughs> What's that going to sound like? No treble. There we go. Nice and flat. No treble. Max no treble. mid. No max treble. base. No treble.
I need more cities here. Um, hmm, Cleveland, uh, Newark, Baltimore, Harrisburg. All right, so we're going to go Des Moines. Oh, I can just search for them individually. That'll be easier. And now you're local on the eights, accurate and dependable from the Weather Channel. And now your local weather from Des Moines, Iowa. Currently, it is 90 degrees with a high of 90 and a low of 64. Today, partly cloudy, the high will be 90. The low will be 64. Sunrise was at 6.20 a.m. Sunset will be at 8.19 p.m. Chance of rain, 10%. Humidity, 24%. Wind, southeast at 5 miles an hour. Heat index is 93 degrees. Pressure is holding steady at 30 degrees, <laughs> at 30 inches of mercury. Visibility, 10 miles. UV index, 8. And now, your local weather for Jacksonville, Florida. Currently in Jacksonville, it is 75 degrees under partly cloudy, partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, it will be 90, with a 40% chance of thunderstorms, followed by a 70% chance on Saturday and a 40% chance on Sunday. Sunrise was at 6.51 a.m., Sunset was at 8.12 p.m. Chance of rain today is 20%, with a humidity of 89%. Winds west-southwest at 6 miles an hour. Precipitation today was 0.8 inches. Pressure is falling at 30 degrees, at 30 inches of mercury. Visibility, 8 miles. Uh, you're Blandenborough. Blandon. It is not coming up. It's just coming up Blandon, Pennsylvania. What microphone do you use? This is the Shure SM57, which is the studio version of the SM58. Of course, this thing is uh, being altered by a mixer, so you can achieve a similar thing. Uh, with any sort of like multi-channel mixer, uh, with an equalizer with equalizer settings on it. And as always, today's weather for Cincinnati, Ohio. The high is 88 degrees, with a low of 64. Currently, it is 84 degrees. Tomorrow, it will be 81 degrees under sunny skies, with a low of 59. Sunrise was at 6.48 a.m. Sunset will be at 8.38 p.m. Chance of rain, 10%. Humidity, 48%. Winds, 
north-northwest at 7 miles an hour. Wind chill of 88 degrees. Visibility 10 miles. And now your current weather for Sydney, Australia. Currently, it is raining with a temperature of 54 degrees Fahrenheit. The high today was 61 degrees with a low of 52. On Saturday, Sydney, Australia will have a 70% chance of rain with a high of 64 degrees and a low of 50. Today, showers. Sunrise was at 6.37 a.m. Sunset was at 5.23 p.m. Wow! Chance of rain was 60%. Humidity was 84%. Winds north at 9 miles an hour. Visibility 7 miles. Oops. Uh, love the chat, XYZ, best adult dating, okay. Yay, bots. You know you are successful when the bots come a-knocking. I wonder what the best adult site is. I should just do the city of where we're going to be. Uh, Amicarola... Georgia. Or is it Amicola? Georgia. Whatever. Savannah. And now the weather for Savannah, Georgia. Currently, it is mostly cloudy at 88 degrees. Rain likely starting in eight minutes. Mostly cloudy currently, the high will be 90 degrees. Cloudy tonight with a low of 72. Sunrise was at 6.46 a.m. Sunset was at 8 or will be at 8.12 p.m. Currently, it is tomorrow with a today temperature of 30% chance of rain. Humidity is, will be, kind of, 56%. Wind south, south, north, southwest at 7 miles per kilometer. Wind chill, 95%. Visibility, negative 10 miles. UV index, infinite. And now your local weather for Toronto, Ontario. Currently, it is 77 degrees, with a high of 79 Celsius, with a low of 60 degrees Kelvin. Friday, it will be nighttime at 735 Fahrenheit. Saturday will be partly dark at 75 degrees above average. Air quality is 2, with a low health upgrade. Sunrise. 6.18 p.m. a.m. with sunset at tomorrow. Chance of rain, A+. Plus. Humidity, detention. Wind, 
north-northwest at 18 school bus leaving. Feels like making love. Precipitation, I'm sad. Pressure is getting a lateral move to 29.999. Visibility, yes. UV index, downloaded. And that's your local weather. Nicely done. Very nicely done. I mean, this is all the information fit to print, or at least in all this- the news fit to print. Yeah. Ah. There we go. Hmm. To check on super chats. Super chats. I should keep these cans on more. They keep me in front of the microphone. Uh, there was someone in the regular chat who asked when they can uh, expect delivery of the mugs. Uh, we don't control that. That's that's handled by Shopify. Yeah, and so, um, but if you email the order number, I'll look into it for you. Make sure it's getting fulfilled, and get on my printer about that. Uh, to your personal email or to the uh, uh, oh, to yeah. the info at regularcarreview.com. Gotcha. Yeah. But let's see. Uh, oh, so we did Mustang, N74, Philly. No, we do have, new, uh, we have a new. one? Yeah. Okay. I think we got two. Hey, guys, uh, said Slant the Quarter Geek says, hey, I got a question for you. I don't know what the circumstances would be, but if you decided to end regular car reviews show, what would you do for a final episode? That's an interesting. That's, that's like one. what your final meal gonna be. Oh well, I mean, I was. Thinking I mean, that, I mean, can I get any car I want? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because my whole thing is, I would almost kind of want it to be how I imagine the ending of The Simpsons would be. It's like, how do you end The Simpsons? It's like, well, I would just want it to be a normal episode, mm-hmm. and that it, it's kind of like how the first run of King of the Hill ended. You know, of just it was just a regular episode. Yeah, there's no saying goodbye. So that's it. Yeah. We wouldn't even acknowledge that it, that would be ended. It would just be whatever's next. Yeah. We'd just call it out an end and people would, you know, find their own meaning in that. Yeah. And then uh, there's another chat from Chrono Tango, 499. Thank you for the donation. Happy to see you guys again. Do you think we will sooner see mass hybridization of entire lineups before the death of the IC to the electric motor? No. Uh, no. We need a battery revolution for that. Like, if solid state is going to be the, the the big savior that people hope it's going to be, then maybe. maybe. I think what's most likely, and this is just going by current technology, uh, it's still so new. Now, remember the GM EV1 in the 90s, that was powered by lead acid batteries. Those golf cart batteries. And its big upgrade was fucking NICAD batteries. Oh. That was before lithium was even a thing. And now we're seeing the upper limits of what lithium is capable of, which is usually about 300 miles, unless you have a gigantic battery pack and you can expect 400. I don't know what the Rivian does. Um, But solid state is like promising the moon and, you know, we'll probably get to maybe the troposphere and that'll be it. Yeah. Maybe the ionosphere. Maybe. And don't forget fleet vehicles, vehicles that need to drive and drive and drive and drive and they can't be down yeah. think of the trucking industry including day cabs including box trucks including sprinter vans in all the vehicles that have to maintain that can't overheat that can't stop 
They just got to refuel and keep moving because they're a tool that makes money. Yeah, maybe swap drivers literally out there like 18, 20 hours a day. Yeah. Just operating. Right. And that's what a nice car can do. As as long as as long as your radiators, as long as your radiator doesn't leak, there's enough coolant in it, there's enough oil in it. Even if it has an oil leak, just keep pouring oil in it. You got a slight radiator leak, keep pouring antifreeze in it. A nice engine will keep running. Yeah. It'll, it'll keep running until it has to finish its job. Whereas, you know, a hybrid vehicle, it has to be able to run completely on its ice, uh, on its ice engine. And then hybrids, uh, hybrids don't like getting hot. They don't like getting cold or hybrids when I'm talking about full EVs, like the one I have. Now, I think what we're going to see is probably what the Niro is doing or the, the Kona Niro is where you have a platform that's made to take all three. Downside is it doesn't take all three. Well, <laughs> you know, they have to have, um, uh, compromises in the design of the body for it to do all these things. But at the same time, you've, you've lowered the barrier of entry and you've lowered production cost. And so like, I'll, I'll get into it when we finally review my Niro. Uh, it's not a very good crossover because it has a high floor. Um, for some weird reason, mm. we'll have to take apart the back and show you how much room is being wasted in the back of that thing. I think so. They can say that it has a flat floor. I don't know. Um, uh, but what it does do well is it almost behaves like a hot hatch when you put it in, in, into sport mode. That's the fun thing. But what it really does is it's still, even at a economy car, even at an economy level, like a Niro, it still is a luxury car, certainly priced like one. And the luxury is not having to deal with not having to deal with uh, emotionally unsatisfied citizens. Meaning, I don't have to go to I go to a gas station maybe once every two weeks now for either refilling or refueling the Forerunner or refueling the uh, whatever giveaway car we have. Yeah. And, and then that's pretty yeah, much it. That's, that's yeah. pretty much it. Which is And great. I'm doing all this with 110 in my garage. I'll be doing a lot more when I get 220 out there. So uh, like buying premium economy or like buying first class, yes, I'm doing my part for the environment, conveniently ignoring all the stuff going on yeah. with mining the lithium. But what I'm really buying is exclusivity. And I think remember how when people ask, what kind of car should I buy? Um, one of the questions is always, what are your emotional needs? How does the car have to make you feel? Yes. And what a budget EV makes me feel is superior. Yeah. Like, I don't have to wait in line with you people. With you people. Yeah. Now the ones who put the stickers on the pumps. Yeah. I don't have to look at that. People I don't have to smell on you. Their trunk. I don't have to overhear conversations trunk. or I, I, I can overhear them less. It's like why I keep my membership for American airlines Ad, admirals club. I don't have to wait around the normal part of the airport. I get to hang out with the civilized people, mm. the people who know how to behave in public. I, maybe that's the luxurious. I don't, I, I, I can, I don't have to spend time dealing with people or overhearing people who lack good social skills. Yeah. You're buying into good public behavior mm -hmm. and it's, 
or the the company of good public behavior. You know, all this time I never even bought a membership to our local country club. I don't even play golf. I mean, I can. I play old man golf. I hit the ball as far as I can see it, oh. and then walk to it and hit it again. But I wonder if it's worth it. I can't imagine many things I would enjoy less. <laughs> Just uh, than to golf. me, golf isn't about golf. It's about drinking all day. Yeah, it's about drinking. You know, or like I, I hung out with some people who just smoke weed and golf, and they said this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> um, I guess in some ways it's nice. It gets you really enjoying swinging a club. But I guess you could say that for anything with weed. But that's true. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look the country club up. You know, grab a few. What, what are the do? What are the dues? Too much, probably, for what you get, I would imagine. They have a pool. It's and fun- there is like a bar and like, I guess, a restaurant. What's funny is I, I I like the Admiral's Lounge, don't get me wrong, but for some reason, I kind of like being with the, I don't want to say common rabble, but I can't think of a better term right now. Just normal people, I guess, the, the economy, you know it's because there is i don't know i like the more thriving vibrant clash of humanity but i think that's something that is very situational and maybe i wouldn't feel that way if i were actually in a high stress environment or in a high stress you have to apply to be a membership for membership at my local country club but it doesn't say how much it is a year apply as if like be considered yeah well children on the participate unlimited greens fees uh resident family and single golf memberships offer an equity and voting privileges with a purchase of 500 dollar bond something what's the price for just coming here and hanging out and not playing golf but jumping in the pool social membership information social memberships include use of the pool and recreation complex during regular hours at no charge and guests are welcome five times a year <laughs> the daily guest fees no i just want to come on i just want to hang out man i just want to hang out you can buy a membership to your local community pool for probably less and get better people watching I'm not there to people watch. No, I'm here to pretend I live somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, that a bunch of people got poisoned by the chemicals at the pool in the YMCA in Reading. No, that's weird. I mean, I imagine it's people who got the proportions off in terms of the Joe Matera's bar is better. I'm just looking at pictures of the bar (laughs) membership inquiry. So maybe it's something I can negotiate. Yeah, we could do our riding at the country club, but I don't think it'll be as good because we'd just be there with uh, like this is like a country club in in the most expensive part of a very poor county. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we're we're going to wrap this up soon. Social membership implies that there's like mm. ways to acquire social bonding which I don't know is the case at a country club. Yeah. I think all the, like the networking you get would be out, out on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Thompson doesn't have a question, but thank you for your donation. And Quaxum metaphilia says, allow me to contribute to your Australia plans. 
May I recommend catching an AFL match at the mill? I'm not a big sports guy. I don't know what I'm looking at. So no, I'm not going <laughs> to go into that. I want to jump in the beach. I want to jump in the beach. I want to jump in the ocean. I want to drive some fun roads. I want to have some great breakfasts. Oh yeah. I yeah. want to have, I want to sleep in till 10 AM and immediately get up, brush my teeth and go to breakfast. And I want breakfast to last from 1030 to noon or mm. one in the afternoon. I'm going to have two or three cups of coffee. I'm going to have a big breakfast, like a Hunter S Thompson style breakfast, nice, slow, preferably outdoors because the bar was set high because the, like the seaside cabaret yeah. and uh lower hut yeah. hut or lower lower hut new zealand yeah that's a that's a that's those are sideshow uh sideshow mel shoes to fill have i have enough have i had just every day of like just have i had enough breakfast i haven't <laughs> i haven't <laughs> i haven't i would like some more breakfast uh, so other people said, yes, you're, um, what uh, state would you be staying when you come to Australia? Obviously somewhere between Sydney and Melbourne, uh, or Brisbane, you know, it's the coast, right? I don't have, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll be probably flying into S Sydney and then we got to get from Sydney out of Sydney. Uh, and it will take all of my gumption to not do Ken Watanabe impressions as we take Sydney to Los Angeles, one of the longest flights in the world. <laughs> he takes it every two weeks. Is that really one of the longest flights in the world? I don't know, but it's from Inception. Ah. No, it's not. There, there, there's like Papua New Guinea or, or, or some like some like far flung place that has like something to London Heathrow is this fuck off seven, seven eighty seven like at the limit of what that thing can fly. Uh, huge thing. So, uh, so yeah, RCR Australia, 2023, 2024. Uh, yeah, it's all because of, uh, Singapore to Newark, 19 hours. Holy shit. Ooh. You know, I was looking at flights and, uh, one of the flights from LA to Sydney, and I think it's the one going there is uh american airlines flagship which uh is uh no matter what class you fly it's a class above your average plane they, they do like a special thing i guess flagship is a whatever 787 this is this is like the uss enterprise of their fleet this is like wow. this is the best plane we got this is the nicest one and of course they're going to charge more for this particular flight but it's like we'll pull out all the stops for this plane this is it the cleanest and you know does that and the other probably the finest equipped so i'm like you only get so many laps around the sun. I want to do that. Now on the way back, there are American Airlines flights that go back, but there's also Qantas. Qantas does fly a, a, a Airbus A380. Never flew on the double decker. I mean, I flew on a 747-400 once, um, but never the uh, A380, uh, super heavy, um, which could be a thing. But again, like. Even the flights uh, from LA to Sydney, if we would if we would have done it this coming March, so March 2023, some of them, like in terms of like first class, only have like one or two seats left. Wow, already now. So, um, so these uh, there are no definitive plans on RCR Australia, although it will happen. That is the next big trip, international trip, um, until like the 2022 taxi is is over. 
and I have a bead on how much I'm going to be paying taxes in 2023. Yes. All right. Uh, That's really it. Yeah, Um, I think that's a show. Thank you to everybody who donates through Patreon. You're allowing us to exist as a far larger channel than we are and allow us to have trips. And same goes to everybody who donates through Super Chat. That money is going to play for travel expenses. (laughs) Bless you. Uh, thank you for everybody else who tunes in to these podcasts. Uh, we'll, we are doing them with more frequent frequency. And thank you to everybody who watches on Monday. Once again, new car video coming out on Monday. It is already done, posted, and uploaded and ready to go. It's going to be great. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? I have absolutely nothing to add. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good afternoon. Bye. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.